<laughs> Welcome to another episode of HC Third Culture Kid, where I, the Third Culture Kid, share my thoughts, experiences, and conversations. Um, I'm here today with uh, John. How are you doing, Hi. John? We had a long conversation a little bit before this as we were trying to get through some technical issues, but uh, how have you been doing? I've been doing very well. Really? Are you just uh, saying that because it's a, yeah, just a response you're saying? saying that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you know, like I think good comes out of me saying, yeah, I've been doing horrible. <laughs> no, People should be more genuine good. about that. Is there an equivalent phrase uh, in Korean where we go? Like, Being more genuine? No, it was like, so how are you doing? Is there like an equivalent question that prompts um, a conversation? Oh, I see. And then people generally say like, yes, yes. You know, I, yeah. I, I so you and I both lived in Brazil for different periods of time. Um, and really today's podcast episode was meant to talk about uh, our experiences, our thoughts. Uh, yeah, just our memories of living in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go into that, why don't you, why don't we first share like a background? Uh, like a, first, like how long we've lived there why we oh, were there okay. um, briefly, like two to three sentences. Um, and then and then we can get into some of the topics. But do you want to go first or? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think I went to Brazil around like 2005. I'm actually not too sure. But I lived there about a little more than four years. Um, it was in like the last quarter of seventh grade that I had to go to Brazil. And uh, my parents' career took me there. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I had a very nice experience. I really enjoyed Brazil. I'm not sure if this was because of Brazil in particular or because I'm at that I was at that teenage year when everything was a little more interesting and I had made some good friends there so I actually have really good memories of Brazil so mm. it may be a little different from people who like experienced life in Brazil and like a different time in their life yeah and then you left Brazil oh right I left in 2008 2008 oh so you yeah. only there for three years Oh, Ish. shit, then I must have been there after 2004 then. Because I remember it was like 4.5 years I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. 4.5 years. Oh, considering it, had, it wasn't that long. Cool. So that, that's your experience um, yep. in Brazil. I uh, moved to Brazil when I was two. And I lived there for 16 years until wow. all the way to the end of my high school. And then I went to attend college. Uh, so that's my experience. The reason I was there, like you, my parents' career took uh, my life there and you know I don't have a choice when I'm two years old yeah uh, and it definitely formed a big part of my identity but my dad uh, decided to start a company in Brazil and we uh, yeah I lived my entire childhood there so that's my experience just I like a one more thing did you, did you see it as like a positive experience overall or like a is that oh, a little hard? It's probably harder for you because you lived so much more longer. Than yeah, me. net net wise, I think it was a positive experience. Probably added Very positive. Yeah, some interesting personality traits for me. I think that I wouldn't have gotten if I stayed in a in Korea or maybe even the states. So yeah, I think that's it was overall a positive. If you value uniqueness, I think it did add some unique personality traits. Honestly, quite. Quite frankly speaking, I think if I lived in Korea, I, I probably would have been much less interesting. Um, maybe personality traits and a personality that you might find. Uh, this might be controversial, but honestly, a personality that might f- feel similar to the population uh, or people that you, I don't know how to phrase this, but 
I think it would have been more. No, I know. I, I get what you mean. Like, um, I came from America straight from, uh, I think when they came to Brazil, my personality or the culture I identified was not with Korean. It was definitely more with American. But yeah. I, if I think back on it, I think I, it's just made me, this may sound like I'm like kind of be cutting, like a little condescending towards American culture or something, but I feel like it, it well, for, for one, it definitely added more diversity to how I view things. Uh, but I think it gave me more perspective on accepting of cultures. I think if I hadn't gone to Brazil, yeah. I don't think I would have wanted to live in Korea. I think if I just stayed in America the whole time throughout my elementary to high school and just went to college there, I would never have, you know, wanted to like even consider moving abroad or like going to a different country. And you, you consider Korea a, a country that's abroad? Yeah, when I, when I was in the States, when I was in like middle school, I considered Korea a country that was abroad, like, because I had so little memories. Little I was only there for like elementary, like not even elementary, I was there for preschool, so. Yeah. And then I think uh, the, the experiences I had in Brazil, they made me a little more open towards, you know, living in Korea. Really? And in the end, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy, and I enjoy living in Korea right now, so. Wow. I did, uh, wow. And I think, yeah, so I think living in the States for me would have made me much more limited in my, you know, perception of how I view the world. Or yeah, because there's I, a lot of, like, Asian Americans in the States. I don't know where you live, but you know, in the States, there's a lot of Asian Americans, but in, in Brazil, there was, I don't think there was as many like Korean American Brazilians like you, or the number was fewer too. The, the biggest difference I felt um, when I lived in the States was, I mean, there was definitely Koreans, Chinese and Japanese, uh, but they were very Americanized. Like they were literally Asian Americans. Like they weren't Korean. They weren't Chinese. They weren't like, they were more yeah, American Americans. than their, you know, uh, heretic, heretical, heretic, than their, you know, ethnic counterpart. Right. Yeah. But then when I, in Brazil, there were people who came straight from Korea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so they were more Korean and they probably were more foreign to me than that blonde kid like that's sitting next to me. Right. So that was actually a, it's weird in a weird way. I think I learned more about Korea and Brazil, and it'll right more because it came that, straight yeah. from Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in America, I don't know why, but I had this. I, it's like there was this part of me. Maybe it was because I was young or something that yeah. I was like not ashamed, but I wanted to fit in into American society so much that I I really opted not to speak Korean and like stuff like that when I was like first went there. And maybe uh, it was because the atmosphere in our school system in Brazil was a little more international, uh, that I didn't feel that need as much when I was there. But that feeling was a little more prevalent when I was in the States studying. Mm. That I need to fit into this American, you know. Yeah, I think maybe thing. by the did you didn't go into international school in the States. Yeah, I was into I went to a public school. Yeah. But not international school in the States, right? Yeah, it was always public it was school. Public school. Was, yeah. Maybe that's or, it too, because we went to intern. You and I both went to international school, and it's like diversity is, uh, it's like you live it. Like everybody exactly. around you yeah. is different, and they celebrate quite a bit too. I don't know, like the core identity of our our school was being diverse. It was an international school, which so is ironic because when I was in the states, I, we always talked about oh how the states is a melting pool of cultures and shit. But then in how I felt it was like I was I felt like I needed to be American. You know? 
Yeah, the it was weird, it was it was a real conflicting moment. I feel like it was, no, I think, I think it will actually help help yeah. me like find it a little more. I mean, be grounded in what I am a little more. Yeah, I feel like a large part of it is because the people, maybe the students that are in public schools, their home is in the states. But people who were from our school, their home wasn't necessarily Brazil. Like yeah, they I came know. from a different country too. I think so it's we, also to to do with the age. Like when I was. Like first in the states, I was like first grade, second grade, and yeah. I didn't really find myself to like a culture or like a place. And like it's, it's an, at that age when I was like you know sent like when I well I wasn't sent there. I went there with my family, but when I arrived in the states, I wanted to make this place you know uh, home. But yeah. in Brazil, uh, you know people were from they were like kids who were who were like from who went to like seven different countries, and they were like only fourteen. So they were I mean right, right, <laughs> right, like a country for two years at a time. There, there are oh, a lot like, of people like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think that made it more uh, acceptable, personally, in like, uh-huh. how I accept myself to be, you know, I well, want just, to be bound to one place. Yeah, and, yeah, because everybody was came from yeah. so many different places too. So it wasn't the norm to belong to a single place like the states. So it was yeah, okay. so I really, I really liked it. I think that's the no. biggest benefit of an international school. Oh, wow. So you really took a lot of positive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, me, I really took a really big positive from Brazil. Wow. Maybe like especially the school point. Maybe not really the public interactions. I had, but but uh, overall, the school in, part of it, really the school. Part, I, 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 I mean, I think so for me, too. I think that that's a big positive as well. But I mean, living there for a long time, you see a lot of different things, experience a lot of different things. But overall, yeah, I think it was a net positive. And I mentioned the personality part. Yeah, I think I just have a maybe personality that would have blended less with like the Korean general population. And to me, that's like, just that's not the knock on Korean population personality, but to me, that's a positive for me. I think differences are good too. Oh, I'm not knocking on like, you know, American thing either. I just, <laughs> something that I personally had an issue with. I mean, that's not an issue. Like now I, that I look back on it, I think it was something I, uh, yeah, I guess it is a show <laughs> that I could, couldn't really like come to. You know what? I'm taking it back. Maybe what I am saying is knock on the Korean general population in a way too. I'm trying to be, maybe I'm trying to be furtive about it because this might go to the public airwaves too. But I, I think my experience with the Korean being in Korea and whatnot too, there's just very conformist, I felt. And it didn't oh, it's definitely uh, allow for as many uh diversity and personalities as much i thought and you know that could be part of part of what it is in the people as well and how the how the people are too but i think a large part of it's also the culture too so yeah you know what i guess i'll be straight with it i guess for me it's a little bit of a knock on the korean culture i do think the korean population and the personalities in it can tend to be conformist and therefore not as diverse you know so, what was like the weirdest thing for me? This is again like we're kind of going back and forth. We should proceed with the result. But last, time. <laughs> uh, the now that I like at the moment, I did. I still don't think it's like a big issue. But yeah. in, when I was in the states, like we always did uh, the ple- pledge of allegiance to the flag. Yeah, yeah. And then now that I think back, and I'm like, why do they need, feel the need to you know do this every morning with like kids from? Like kindergarten to what I'm not. I don't think they did it in middle school either. They only did it in elementary school. Yeah, and I still remember the pledge of allegiance just because of that. And that wasn't a positive experience for you. Oh no, no, it was just like a neutral experience for the most of the time. And then, and oh, I the... thought back to it, 
yeah. when I was in the military, you know, doing the Pledge of Allegiance as a military serviceman in Korea. And I was like, huh, where did I feel this before? And I was like, oh, shit. And what was the f- school. I see. What was the feeling you felt? Just I, The feeling I felt was like being forced to do, like conform. Conform. That was like maybe that that maybe uh-huh. that was why I felt like I needed to be American. I'm sure. I'm. I mean, maybe I'm reading too big. Oh, so you were you were saying something that you didn't necessarily resonate with and really feel, mm, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I actually have yeah, a lot what, more. I have what, a lot more beef with America. My experiences in America than Brazil. <laughs> so Brazil wow. comes out in a really good light for me. Yeah, I, I didn't maybe, know. I didn't know your experience with Brazil was so positive. I mean, for me, it was positive. I don't know if I associate my positive experiences with the culture itself, but it was very positive because of the friends I made, the relationships I made. Yeah, that's that has to probably that probably has the bigger role for me as well. But, yeah, but the school experience you really seem I, to have drawn a yeah, lot of positive. I also from didn't. Really, I really didn't like the public school teachers, man. Oh my god, they were. Oof. Wow! Damn! <laughs> so much fire you're spitting. Yeah, no, but like, I, I think I think back on it a lot nowadays, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, they were horrible teachers. You do have experience with that, so yeah, you would, yeah, you would know better than I would about the public school system there. Interesting. I mean, the school, well, the teachers in uh, our school were pretty darn darn good, if I look back. But honestly, that was the only school I've attended from elementary to high school, so maybe I don't have yeah. a pretty competitive experience. Anyway. We, we digress here and there. Yeah, we but, digress uh, too much. Coming back to the, Brazil. <laughs> going back to Brazil. No, but that was a good conversation. Uh, going back to Brazil. So that was our experience. You know, we lived there for quite a bit. Went to school there. Uh, I did, we, we talked about deep stuff, but I did want to also ask what kind of food you like. If that, if food, the food is notable in Brazil, what was your favorite food? If not notable, you can say that too. Oh, um, I have two examples. Again, this comes back to uh, school experience as well as the you know overall you know actual Brazilian food. Because you, know, yeah. you know school food isn't necessarily Brazilian food. Obviously, yeah. uh, I actually really like. I actually, we talked about. I actually talked about this with our mutual friend from Brazil yeah. recently, oh, and they, nice. we talked about oh, what food do you miss from Brazil, right? And then because we were like eating some like really old authentic Korean food. Yeah, and I was like. It's not authentic Brazilian food, but I really miss the feijoada. No, 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 frango stroganoffi or something like that. Oh yes, I they don't make I... that often. Yeah, here. but I really loved yeah. it. Like that was like my favorite lunch in school when it came out. Oh, like, really? I would go oh. for seconds and shit. Stuff enough frango. Yeah, stuffed frango. I no, really like. Yeah, it's not a. What is that? What is this? Not is that like a? Is that like Russian French? or something? Or like Russian? I feel like see. it's like Eastern Europe. Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. But they serve it so much, and not just in our school, but they serve it in restaurants a lot too. Yeah, there were it was a lot of there was a lot of it in Brazil, and I've never seen that food in my life. Uh, classic beef stroganoff is a Russian dish. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh you. I, 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 no, I kind of presumed it from the name stroganoff. I was like, oh, so <laughs> you're right. Oh, yeah, that sounds like uh, what was that Black Widow's name? Rob Romanov. Romanov. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. So yeah, that was actually probably my. Uh, Go to wow. Not even, you're right it's not even a brazilian dish but it's so popular in brazil i actually kind of so i'm curious how that guy's so popular in brazil i'm actually curious about that as well uh yeah. but i think something i learned to appreciate a little more like i actually didn't like uh uh feijoada when i lived there i did yeah. not enjoy it and then yeah. something i i you know i came back to korea and yeah. i started eating like chungukjan and like yeah. those bean stuff more in Korea as well. And then I went back to Brazil to like during college. And then uh, the 
person who met up with me like took me to a real apparent was she proclaimed to be the best beige water place in Sao Paulo. And yeah. then I went there and I was like, oh, wow, it tastes really good. And I enjoy the taste of it. But then I remember not really liking it when I was a kid. But then you know, I think it opened up a little. I, I, I see it in a better light. I, I Feijuana. Feel it more. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't on Feijuana. For those who don't know, is just literally rice and beans. So honestly, it's not that and spectacular. Oh, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are different types of feijoada. Yeah, and then that'll be one of the types. So the chunks of meat, as it came with it, like would well, be like the pork. chunks of meat aren't even that good either. <laughs> They're not like no. yeah, it's not great. And it's like yeah, this it's black sauce. So for people, I mean, for me, when I first saw it, it's like a black sauce with like black meat. Um, and I, I haven't. I you when you see black meat, I, I've never. I haven't really traditionally seen black meat too. So it didn't look the most enticing uh, to me. But actually, thought it grew on you. Yeah, it's interesting because like more. it's kind of similar to uh, Mexican. It is, you know, bean, yeah. But it's at the same time pretty different. Like it's not like the brown. I mean, they Mexican Mexican food uses a lot of black beans as well. But yeah, but it's not like just black colored meat like looks burnt sometimes. You just yeah, can't tell did. if it's like as cooked or not. It's just it did. Yeah, it did initially turn me off from it. But then again, yeah. I did puke when i first ate the bean burrito in the states as well so <laughs> to decide i'm sure people like seven-year-old american kids when they come to korea and eat chungguk chung, yeah, chung for the first time might puke as well so I, it is different chungguk is different uh yeah, different. yeah so the, so feijuada okay so, but but you would say feijuada was one of your favorite foods in brazil i don't think you'd say that right no 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 Just coming back you. no coming back when i uh after my experiences in Korea, I think I learned to enjoy it a little more. Yeah, feijoada uh, is good with the, uh, you got, for me, you got to eat it with not just the rice and beans, but you got to eat it with the powder. Do you remember the farofa? Oh, yeah. The that's powder good. made out of the manjioka. I don't even know what the fuck that's still made of. But I, I think it's like the manjioka root. They just I don't even know it. what that is. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's like, it was like that chewy potato, kind of. I don't All know if right. you remember that. But so I think it's made out of that grinded and then the, the espinafri, the, the green like spinach looking thing. I don't know if you remember that, but I, if you put it with that, it tastes pretty good. No, no. But, yeah. I remember, no, I, I know what's uh, powder sauce like that, you know, the know alpha. You the, 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 there's the, the, alpha, but there's also the espinafri, the spinach kind of thing. I don't remember. That's spinach. Your, oh, you didn't put that on. That's part I, of it. I too. didn't like vegetables to begin with. So. <laughs> I mean, you were in meat heaven in Brazil. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I really love the kind. Oh, there's, there's barbecue, the shwaskaria. And the, you know the no, not even shwaskaria. Like the not even in particular. With... I mean, I obviously enjoyed the like shwaskaria. Yes, uh, it's interesting. Like you know, they bring the meat to you and like you know, <laughs> chop it up and give it to you. I was like, oh my god, it's like meat heaven. And so too. many different types of meats. Exactly. And, so yes. and then the reason with I like picanha is because uh they use the I really like that garlic, like they that garlic they like like. Uh, roast the garlic in like olive oil or something, and they put it on like on it. Maybe it was just picanha from our kubi, but uh, uh-huh. I, I really liked it. And the fact that it was like fucking like eight real, which would at the time would be like what four dollars for like a big chunk of steak. Dude, picanha was that eight reals? 
It was Wasn't like it? 16 AIs. No, 18 oh, Maybe, maybe Stroganoff was 8 AIs. <laughs> Stroganoff might have been 18 AIs. Maybe it might have been Stroganoff then. I always, want, I always ordered Stroganoff or uh, Picanha. Picanha. That's like the only two things. I, I, I always ordered the, 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 gauge, the, the Quattro Cages, the, the, the pasta with Quattro Cages and the Picanha. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, but point being, Brazilian food is actually really nice. They also, I think it also has to do with like the, uh, you know, the general... What do you call how those like ingredients quality of the ingredients they have there? You what you think they're fresher? Yeah, I think I feel like they're fresher, at least in terms of like. Yeah, you know. say that, but I, I've gotten some food poisoning here and there, so I don't know if they're always oh. the freshest. But I know what you're saying, kind of. I feel like Brazilian food is just less greasy than American food as well, too. Oh, definitely, dude. American food is so greasy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's that's that was one of the differences I realized when I moved to, to the states. And Brazilian food, I thought, is just drier, which means less greasy too. Yeah, but there's something. Oh, yeah, clean it about is that. drier. Yeah, there's dry. It's dry. The rice. Well, for sure, the rice between like Brazilian. Well, I guess American rice too, but Brazilian rice versus like Korean rice. Brazilian rice is like a lot drier. Oh, but that's like that's like American much rice. the same in like any Latin. Yeah, American. that's true. Like, that's like a American continental thing. You're right. Let me see. What else? What else can I say? The meats, maybe. Because the schwarzkarria, what they do the meats, they don't put it on a pan. They fry it with olive oil. They just like rotate it on a skewer, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so that like might how also they do it with kebabs. Exactly. Right. 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 So yeah, maybe schwarzkarria is just Brazilian Christian kebab in a way. So that may make the the foods a little drier. Well, what else? Yeah, I don't. I didn't feel like. What are some other traditional Brazilian foods? that are dry Dude, you lived there in 16 years man yeah so for, for me my favorite foods were like when i think back and they're not like food foods well for sure the brazilian barbecue that's really great uh i really like that and what goes into that i guess is just the style of how you eat it you, you just sit people come by slice meat and i think the way it's cooked too i guess is a big part of it too on a skewer and just rotating so brazilian barbecue is one of my favorite but also bonji queijo I oh, really yeah. liked. I really liked Bonji. I Kijua. like their pastry a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But and then not the sweet kind, right? The the savory yeah, kind. Yeah. The, 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 the cheesy, and then like the pastel. Yeah, pastel. pastel. Oh, that's the one I love. It's, yes, you you know, great. it's cheap food. Like it tastes cheap and it looks. It's not healthy, I think. But no, it's because really it's entirely it. fried. It's really it's crispy, yeah. and then there's like a cheesiness in the inside, and then there's that cheap, like, ketchup that goes on it. It just it's, not even, it's not even good ketchup it's like really bad ketchup it's just so normal good. ketchup i don't know if you had it with like the um i know you say even like vegetables but it around where i lived they used to sell pastels and they had this like cut up cabbage with tomatoes like Is kind of like worse? a brazilian yeah, salsa no, yeah i know what it's yeah yeah i like yeah I like, that i liked i liked yeah i like that putting down my pastel that Dude, was around nice. where you lived fresh. and where i lived by the way so that's true but i don't know but i don't know if they, all, they didn't always serve pastel there no, not oh. in Gloobie. No, I'm talking about that. I know. I know. No, no, I'm talking. Yeah, you know I, I'm talking you know about, I'm talking about. about. Yeah, they yeah. don't always start pastel there. Maybe oh, really? when you were. No, 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 no. They didn't always start pastel. That was a new shop, but you might have. Oh. Maybe by the time you came, that was already set up. Yeah, the pastel was always there when I was. That was like oh, the okay, okay. pastel place. Yeah, and the coconut water was good too. A coconut nice. water I really liked in Brazil. Um, it was fresh. That was another thing that grew on me. I really didn't like coconut, coconut water, water when I first went. Like yeah. it made me kind of like puke. Like oh, little, even the like, one from Brazil. I don't like. I didn't like coconut water when I first came to the states because it was. Oh no, from Brazil. coconut water in the states is even more. Ah, but 
Yeah. But Zico's pretty Brazil, good. The one in Brazil, you know that white pack one that like looks like a little carton of milk in Brazil that they sell? I, that one I really like. Well, in Embarket, where they sold it in the market? Yeah, yeah. You didn't like it? No, no, I like. I grew to like it. Like you grew like, to when like I it. first when I first had it because I was like oh, my really? first time having coconut water. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, the only water I had when I was in the states was tap water, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's the, that was that was a change for me because in, in Brazil you pay for water, in the states you don't. You just they just you get water the, from the, the sink weirdest... and, or or they filter yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And the biggest thing that shocked me later on, like uh-huh. it, I didn't realize it when I was a kid in the states, but. Later on, after Brazil, after Korea, or like after like you know some business trips there, and I ask for water, and yeah. this, then I go to like a restaurant in the states, and it's not a good restaurant probably, and then they'll give me tap water, and you know it's tap water because it tastes like tap water. I'm just like, are they charging me for this inside? <laughs> and they didn't. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if they did. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, diff- different kind of practices in food in Brazil. Like for me, that was a difference with the states one water another thing is tip like brazil you didn't pay tip it was included always right tip is do you remember very unique to america though like i i know in europe right in korea you don't do that either yeah i mean and even in in europe there's still somewhat of a tipping culture but it's not like the waiters are dependent on the tip like they it's just something plus alpha but and i actually still don't know how that payment you know, fee salary for like you know waiters and stuff works in America, but you know whenever I hear people talk about it, it's like it seems like they're dependent on tips. Yeah, it's like a big. And then there's that twenty percent like gratuity tip. I was like twenty percent. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, yeah. maybe I'm cheap. Maybe. Well, but <laughs> maybe. that's not. But that's not included in the receipts when you go to the states, right? They yeah. they no, they like recommend twenty percent. But even in- that, even that, I could forgive. Like. You know they point it out for you, but then the biggest beef I had was fucking not including it on like general you know products. Like you see it, oh it's five ninety nine. I go to the counter and then they add tax later. I was like, fuck, why can't you just put right, it on the freaking tag? That was also different. Yeah, culture shock to me in the states. Not but this well, is such an American much. thing. It's not. This isn't like why not put it up front, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Brazil does it with up front. Korea does it up front. I mean most of the countries I've gone to does it a particular way, but America. I mean it makes things seem cheaper. And I, I guess it's let you know this is not what our product is charging you, but really what the government is oh. collecting. So I, maybe that's the rationale behind it. But yeah, there are so many unique differences that the states have that I feel like I they're lying to me whenever they do that. <laughs> the tax yeah. says five ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are, what were some of the culture shocks of coming to Brazil? I mean, you've just described Brazil oh, as a very positive uh, experience. But what were some of the culture shocks for me? First of all, yeah. American, yeah. Surprisingly, Americans have this whole personal space thing a little, you know. Uh huh. Um, that touchy feely stuff from Brazil. Like yeah. I, I mean, you know, like the hugging or like you know, general greetings are like hugs or like, you know, like what do you call it? What was that word? The start with a B or something, whatever. You know, the kiss on the cheek thing. Beijo. Yeah, and then I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is this person coming near me? You know. Yeah. And then. That would, you know, not fly in the States, obviously. So that was interesting. Um, another one was, uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a little different, the environment that we lived in in the States and the one I experienced in Brazil, first, definitely. Um, the Well, I, apartments being a thing in Brazil was surprising. I thought all Western countries had like, you know, two-story, three-story houses. So that's Really? Yeah. 
Where did you Where did you live? What state did you live in before you came California. to Brazil? What they had apartments in California? Yeah, but not like the ones you like... were in the suburbs then. Yeah, you I was in the suburbs. suburbs. I was I was a suburbs kid, so you that was my fixed stereotype for Western, you know, homes. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. And I say Western now, but the back then I was just like, you know, that's what home should be, you know. Uh huh. Uh, so that was a thing. Um. See, the thing is, I never really thought America was, you know, dangerous in terms of security or yeah. how I felt. Maybe again, that's maybe because I lived in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did notice a big change in that when I was in Brazil, like the general uh, awareness you have to be or you have to have around your surroundings. For safety. I think I became more kin. kin like, yeah. Right. That was something like, I paid more, definitely more attention to my surrounding, or if this person is like following me, or if this this guy looks kind of suspicious. Right, right. And, when you step out of the residence. Yeah. That's because I think the first or second time I stepped out of the residence, at least I'm not even sure if, if my memory serves incorrect. I think they were probably like the same age as me, but and at first I can't even understand what the fuck they're saying. And yeah. then now that I think back of it later on. Uh, in my experience in Brazil, once I kind of picked up on them, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, they were trying to mug me. <laughs> so that was a thing too. So it's yeah. weird. And a lot of our friends were mugged. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of our friends were mugged. So it's like common. So we, yeah, I do, I agree that I had to be more alert in Brazil. Like for me, my culture shocks would be not like what I experienced in Brazil, but like coming to the States, I realized, oh, this is how it's in the States. It's, you know, Brazil is very different. Like the safety thing is a big one. I, I feel oh, yeah, so much safer in the States than in, in Brazil. I mean, generally, I don't feel that unsafe as long as you stay within the walls. Yeah. But like going past 5 p.m. when it gets dark, it's not advice. You always want to ride a taxi. Yeah, um, Generally, when you can choose to, even though it's more expensive and not walk on the streets by, by yourself. Like in, in the mm. States, I feel like I, it's okay for me to walk around to transport myself, but not, not really so much in, in Brazil. Uh, but yeah, you just get going out in the evening that you could I, I could not do that as freely as I would in the States. That's true. Yeah. And the Beijers, you're right. That, that one, just uh, the physical touchiness and how okay that was in Brazilian culture. I mean, I lived in Brazil for a long time, but I, even I wasn't like, as no, that really took that. me by surprise when I went there in seventh grade, you know, at the peak yeah, of my hugs are much more okay, you know, and then at the like, peak you... of my freaking, you know, hormonal teenage days, <laughs> These Why? women Did you are enjoy coming it? in for a hug. I really Did, liked that. I was like, oh my God, you this, culture is, this culture is lovely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a big plus for me. <laughs> for um, nice. No, but yeah, the whole safety thing. That, I think that was like the biggest culture shock for me. It, but it was more of a culture shock. I didn't feel it that bad when I was there. I think it became more apparent because you went to the states after that and then you were like talking about oh it feels much more safer walking at night i went i came yeah. back to korea as a korean so, so much like, safer huh yeah i could just like walk around with like my wallet hanging out like like stuck to my back and nothing would happen kind of thing so but korea is one of the safest countries in the world right and the the reason i figured it out i mean uh-huh. not not being korea being safe but then the reason the one of the reasons i figured out oh i i was maybe not stressed about it but i was more a aware of you know surround my surrounding environment when i was in brazil was because i was walking with some friends in korea in like 11th junior year or senior year i'm probably sure it's uh-huh. junior because i was when i was fresh from brazil 
And then my friends kept on asking, why do you keep looking back every couple of seconds? And I didn't even notice. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, apparently I like, I look back every couple of distances. I'm like, huh. You think that's from Brazil? I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I do that too. But it's not, it's not because of Brazil. It's because I used to drop things so much. So I trained myself to always look back here and there. Make sure I don't drop anything behind. Maybe I'm being too, you know, mean on Brazil's safety, but. I think it merits. <laughs> There's some merit to it. Maybe, maybe that, maybe the habit you got from Brazil a little bit. I mean, I, I certainly yeah, was like that and still kind of am like that. Yeah. What, so what did you like most about the culture? Well, actually, you said the beige you, you kind of liked. Yeah, but you say one now. I did say, say that too. I think for me also, how friendly the people were. People were really like cheery and energetic and friendly. In Brazil, oh yeah, definitely. That, that was... There was a lot of energy there, so that that was really nice. Um, I think when I like talk to, depending on who I t- like, when I talk to Koreans, I think people think I'm a little bit more expressive. But if I talk to like Brazilian, they won't think I'm expressive. So I think but the thing I'll... is, like, I feel like it's not too big of a change from an American. Expression. Really, the expressive. There's a lot more raw sincerity. I feel with how brazilian yeah there's it's a little more bright i know there's a little more uh energy or like i would call americans maybe like the 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 positivity but have to like narrowly categorize it americans as like polite maybe compared to friendly brazilians were like very friendly and then americans are respectful and polite they're very like in your face friendly too yeah in your face as a teen i really liked it it felt more inviting i guess yeah, there's some it felt genuine here and there, although there's a lot of corruption in Brazil. But oh yeah. But oh another uh, thing on, I, on the face value. You know? Yeah. I, this was a big shock for me coming from the States was that a lot of a little more well-to-do families. And the fact that we were a well-to-do family there was also a shock for me. Uh, Brazil. We were, so, yeah, in the States we were relatively not, relatively. Right. Um, yeah. um what was that there was a freaking maid that and it's not the you know sexual kind yes of made. but right, that right. was a shock to me i was like who is this lady who was cleaning my room after i come back from home like who are you <laughs> kind of thing it yeah that's a real very, shocker for me yeah it's a very regular job in yeah Brazil, i know right and then and, and then states right when i came to states like nope not a lot of households have people who, who clean yeah it, i was like, like dude there's, what is this stuff yeah almost almost all like so many households that i like my neighbors a lot of my households and neighbors had cleaning ladies and maids no even in korea we don't have no no korea doesn't even even a lot of asian countries there's the whole yeah concept of a foreign not not a foreign like a outsider coming into your house like regularly to you know clean like almost as like a maybe for like super rich families that is there but right 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 for really rich families i think yeah you would see that but in brazil Brazil, it's not even like like a very common thing yeah Yeah, it's a very common thing once you're in like middle and they would stay there for like a long time like three to four hours oh yeah they have their own like you know, you know, like sometimes, the, yeah, they would. I, I think there were some families that had the the maids live there too. You know, yeah, there were like rooms. Yeah, there was like rooms for them in beds too. It was yeah. so weird for me. I was when like that was like one of the biggest culture shocks for me when I came to Brazil. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I grew up. I grew up used to that. Uh, but yeah, I came to the states and I realized, oh, that's not that's not a common thing, and it was very expensive in the states. Oh yeah, yeah, it was very expensive. That's a big. That's actually probably the biggest for me. Because I because I saw them so much, like the maids, like 
In Brazil? Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the Bajuan, the physical context stuff. <laughs> physical context. Which again, I'm, I was very... You was very appreciative of. I was very uh, appreciative. I'm very appreciative of the mate thing too. No. Yeah, I mean, parties in Brazil, if you think, I think, I, I don't know about you, but the, the parties uh, in school in Brazil uh, where I think uh, my perception was they were a little bit more... Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, promiscuous, I guess. That's the, all, I, I can't American be a good rep- I don't know because I can't. I haven't gone to like a high school experience in America either. Me so neither. But sure. it, it was just I just I just thought I thought it was like more okay. I mean, according to movies, you know those teen. You're right. That's probably what I'm comparing to America. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little more promiscuous in Brazil. I yeah, think, I feel like there was like more like taboo in, in the movies that you saw if you're promiscuous in at yeah, least during my Brazil. time. Yeah, but in Brazil, it was, was not that like, as yeah, like, yeah, it, was it was more like, yeah. accepted and it just happened yeah, yeah, much yeah. more. I, I agree on that too. Yeah. So that was the difference. Nothing I, I don't think I think the reason I wasn't as comfortable with his like physical closeness and touchy stuff as much was because I still grew up in a Korean household where that oh, was. Oh, you know the you know another big thing. Yeah, you know what? You know, uh, the physical aspect of relationships, not even talking about sexual ones, like even in Brazil, when you do sports with dudes, like you like, you know, like uh, you could you could get it's not like a attraction thing, but you still kind of like touch them when you talk like, oh, how have you been? You know, like, you know, tap them on, pat them on the shoulders or like, you know, Brazilian, like you that. Ta- oh, you got Brazilians yeah, do that more. Yeah. But then and I got it's, I got used to this and then Korea, too. I mean, when you talk like I could like tap my friend on my uh, his knee and go like yo you're you okay and when we're sitting down and stuff like that uh-huh. i think koreans are a little more actually surprisingly more you don't do that accepting yeah. Koreans? That. yeah than americans because like i remember when i went to the states and i was talking to this guy and then he uh, maybe it was just him or i've, I've seen a couple of people react so strongly not negatively uh-huh. but strongly in regards to you know physical touch between the same sex especially for men like men yeah i think i think i yeah i can see that i mean so that was I like think, a shock for me i'm like for a american culture that's so accepting of you know stuff in general but i'm like huh do they see this action as you know being gay in nature and that's why they don't want it or like i'm not sure what it i'm like i think well, is this something to react so hard on i'm like it was yeah there's you, you you mentioned it before there's more of this like personal space aspect yeah, in the states too, and I mean, employment regulations might be stricter in the states as well. Sexual harassment, touching, so th- that might be more stringent as well, which may uh, contribute to like aversion to that a little bit more. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like Americans um, or the American culture, the physical touchness, uh, not as much as Brazil. But I'm surprised you say Korea. Yeah, I didn't know Koreans were more welcoming. Oh, we're very touchy feely. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. Even at the workplace? I don't know. Not much in the professional place, but like between friends. Like male friends? Like, yeah, someone you know each other. Like, male heterosexual Not friends. even like too close. Like if I know this person a little, I could just like, I wouldn't touch him like, you know, inappropriately, obviously. But then as a sign that I'm listening or that I'm understanding of a situation or something. So like somebody you met for the second time, you do that? Maybe not the second time. Well, but then you know, at that point, you guys are friends. If you're talking about friends, I feel like you know, even in America, you're okay with that if you're amongst friends. You know, if you're I, friends, sure. But I feel like in Brazil, you don't have to be friends to do that. And yeah, yeah Brazil is okay. a little more way open. That's for sure. Yeah, with physical touch. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
definitely true. But I feel the whole personal space aspect is definitely a lot more stronger in America. Then even in Korea, there is a reason. Merit, like I see why. Um, I obviously there are potential issues that could come, like misunderstandings or ish, like you know how people accept some traits or actions could be different, obviously. And I guess the whole personal space thing kind of makes sure that doesn't happen, doesn't even give a chance for there to be a misunderstanding. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There might just be but, also be like, you know, my body's my property kind of. Thing yeah. I mean, there, I, I just, without my permission. Just, it was just something I noticed in college. Mm-hmm. Hello? Oh, yeah, that was my point. It was just like, <laughs> in college, yeah. In college in the states, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think maybe different, different. Honestly, different states in the, in the United States might have different uh, practices on I that. Went to college you went in to a more where, rural place, yeah, and college, it's possible yeah. that might be a factor. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. Yeah, amongst friends, if I did that amongst friends, I think that'd be okay. I mean, you know, in basketball, like when we play basketball, you slap each other's asses. No, like even, no, no, even American, the sports, that's okay. But like in a general, like one-to-one, not even one-to-one. Like setting? Setting. I think they're a little more hmm. closed off. I mean, it's weird. It's not, it's not closed off. They're still very friendly, accepting. Yeah. Well, a mystery, there's something there. A mystery to be solved at some point. It is something I actually think about a lot. Like it was one really? of the reasons I felt in the States, like, oh, they're, they somehow feel closed off. Like you know, kind of like, yeah, yeah, a little bit more, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, more, like more than up. Brazil and more than Korea too. I was well, like, Brazil, huh. yeah, that that was a big, I think, yeah. That's why I said polite, respectful versus friendly in Brazil. Yeah, and that was actually one of the reasons why I, uh, I mean, it's not really that I, I didn't really feel too. So you attached to America? To this Mer- I see. So in terms of experience by country, like if you have to rank them. Your experience was best in Korea and then Brazil and then the States, kind of. Oh, Korean experience got better as a time. Older. Like in the beginning, I really didn't like it either. Like I, I was like, oh. So, so I see. So at some point in your life, Brazil was the most positive experience you had in terms of kind yeah, of living I in the country. So. Wow. That, wow. Even when I was in Brazil, I would like, I kind of yearned sometimes to be in Korea or the States. Oh yeah, no, there was a lot of times of that too. But I think in the overall, again, I'm not sure if it has to do with the, like the youth time I spent there. I think that probably has a big effect on it. Yeah. I feel like if I spent like, you know, middle school, high school in the states, maybe I'd be more, uh, accepting. I mean, I'm obviously like, still maybe. accepting of the U.S. culture, but I mean, like, more. I feel I I may probably view it in a better light. Maybe. But everything you said about Brazil is true, though. So maybe just really appreciate that. But you did grow up in California, and I am living in California right now, and I I really like the states. I had you a lot know? of bad experiences when I was a kid too. I got in a lot of fights and all. I think that might also have had a bad effect maybe. on my perception. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe, maybe so. I still have very, you know, what you may call racist thoughts. Yeah, did you think experience. did you think the states was more racist or oh I thought the states was way more racist. So like, yeah, I know have we talked about this? The states racism in the states is from malice. Like you know they want 
they're, it's meant to be mean and racist. But I feel like a lot of times racism Brazil. in Brazil. I mean, there was all definitely people who were racist for to be you know mean. But there were people who, who was racist just because of ignorance or because they didn't know about something. Yeah, right. So like, if you hear the word, if somebody call you a Jap compared to Brazil and the states. I feel like in Brazil, it's not necessarily intended as a term yeah, of malice. Exactly. In the States, it's generally understood that that's a derogatory term that someone's using against you. So I'm not sure how I feel. I'm like, obviously, they may not, they may be, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, odd. it's, a, it's a odd. It's, it's odd, odd in a country that really decries and, and, and uh, discourages racism. <laughs> Our experience is at least. Felt was, more racist. Yeah, yeah, it felt more racist in the states compared to. It's weird. Brazil. Yeah. It's, it was a weird, weird. really, really experience. But there's probably something to Brazil and how they, how the culture is like to make us feel that way, which might mm. be a lesson for the states as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I did read about this a little bit. It, it still, I think there's there's still a lot of like institute. Uh, I don't know if it's called institutional racism, but there's racism where a lot of different races are not as represented in opportunities like employment opportunities in Brazil. So, oh yeah, definitely for in, sure. In the also, systems, no like, doubt about that. There, there might be, yeah, there's there's probably racism, but like experience-wise and interpersonal relationships-wise, yes, yeah, that's, that's my what experience. I'm talking about. Yeah, my I'm not talking was, about anything professional. We, I never had a professional experience in Brazil, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, how that is like that that part of society is. But I'm yeah. talk, and, just and talking about like, interpersonal. Yeah. And when we're talking about racism, we're talking about like racism against Asians, that sort of thing, yeah. right because that's our experience as Asians. Yeah, I can't say about you know racism against other. Yeah, other races as much. Yeah. So just from our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to do it um, all over again, uh, would you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you bring your children? Would you raise your family in Brazil? Oh, oof. Um, Yeah, it's different. As an adult, as an adult looking back to. Cause like as a kid, all like school was the society I lived in, not necessarily Brazil, I feel like um yeah right, <laughs> I right? See, yeah i see the issues because i know the big issues in brazil now i mean i i'm more aware of it i guess yeah and in that sense i'm like oh man i'm not sure if it's like a, the best place to raise a kid but then i also took, look back to my experience and it came out as a net positive for me so i'm like oh. you know you're dissociating you're like you you're dissociating like the school experience with the brazil and you're thinking there's a difference but i am thinking they're actually tied because the barriers of entry for an immigrant to live in brazil are so much lower than the states oh, in the states true. you need a green card yeah. uh and it takes that's a true. long time but in brazil it didn't take that long dude i had a green card and i didn't even know and i got a caught in, green card? in brazil yeah you're a brazilian maybe green not card. a green card but like some kind of like residency card and then yeah they were the like, rne or yeah and then i was like yeah i'm visiting i'm like we have a residency i'm like no i don't but yes you do and then they took me on and they showed it to me. i'm like oh fuck i have a residency here yeah yeah it's just much easier to get a residency too which yeah. then invites more immigrants and different people from different countries which then allow for the school that we had as well too so i feel like it's tied it yeah, it's being tied. in brazil allows for the school experience you had i guess uh, I, I so still... you would yeah would you would you live there again yeah. now as an adult? honestly you take your honestly, family there and live there yeah, i think in the really end, any wow. sort of experience would still be a good or bad would still i think you know widen their perspective of how they react to issues or how, how long how long would you would you have your family live there five 16 years, years? <laughs> five years no five no years? not that long five years i think is good <laughs> i think i think the you time i spent is just good enough for <laughs> Yeah, my answer to that question was going to be no, I would not live there 
uh, because we're just unsafe, I felt. What about five years? And, yeah, but then you put it to five years and you're right. For the benefits of just widening your perspective, especially yeah. going to an international school. And also just you know, being exposed to a very different culture. I think there's a ton of benefits from it. So think, five well, years yeah. and the food is good. So, it, you know, it creates memories as well. I think um, five years is five years. how much I spent in any culture. Like I know I spent technically seven years before I went to America and Korea, but I don't even remember anything about those seven years too much. Uh-huh. And my most clearest memories are from the States, Brazil, and like my two years in Korea, as well as my plus two years in Korea again in the military. Yeah. And I think that's a good enough place to kind of get your feel around a bit. Yeah. And then widen your perspective, at least. Maybe not be too in tone with the culture itself, but you get, you get to see a little more in that time span. And if you spend too much time in it, like what I'm doing in Korea right now, I, I mean, I obviously identify myself as Korean, but I see more negatives. I mean, I'm more... With Korea? Yeah. No, no, not negative as like a person, but then when I first initially came, I saw I was so more, much more uh, receptive to like the positives. Yeah. The more time I spend it, I see I'm I'm reacting more to the negatives and I see Mm, like things I would want to fix more and more because I see myself living here longer. But in Brazil and America, I didn't really see myself living there for a long time. And I was like, huh, you know. Not that yeah, maybe that's fix it. maybe what you're going through right now is what I went through living 16 years in Brazil too. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird being experience. there. But you and know, you went there. You lived there as a foreigner too. I live living here as a Korean. So that's, I'm sure that has. You, what do you mean? You, oh, just because of my ethnicity or because of my citizenship status? No, and in, in terms of ethnicity and. Yeah, but there's still a nice community of Koreans in oh, yeah. Brazil. Definitely. So so though the way bigger community of koreans in brazil than when i was in the states like really never even, in california never even, yeah oh no i like there were there wasn't a community like dude where did you live in california like san diego chula vista i can just say it now oh interesting. there was a lot of koreans but then there weren't that many maybe they, there were there that many a community there. yeah but if you went to the bay area i'm sure there were a lot there would have been a lot of koreans Maybe my parents were so keen on giving me the American experience that they, you know, opted not to me when I was. <laughs> I would imagine no, but there, there'd be there, a lot of like. There was a the I, I say I feel like it's because I'm trying to, uh, get my point through that I really enjoyed my time in Brazil that yeah. I may have you know, came off as like I really didn't like my time in America, but there are really, some really good memories of America as well. So yeah, time for. That would be for another podcast episode. Yeah. But you, yeah, living, you would live in Brazil for five years. Yeah, I would live for five years. Honestly, though, for I me, I would I live in any country for five years. Five years? Really? Yeah. Even? Maybe not like a war-torn country, but like, you know. Okay, so somewhat a stable country. Yeah, you obviously. Would... It has what about be... China? Yeah, I'd live in China for five years. Huh? Yeah. If I get the chance, I'd still want to do it. I think it's fun. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? You know, I was listening to the podcast. The Chinese government funds North Korea to be able to survive. I honestly, I don't know knowing that if I can comfortably live in China under the Chinese government for that long. Could you? For five years? Yeah, for five years. This is a government that's, uh, that's funding North Korea, that's ruling in a totalitarian regime, that's causing a, a, a large amount of human suffering. I know, okay, the Could thing you? is, for a five-year experience, 
I don't even think you that think up you're... in like the scale. I only think of my personal experience. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna think about how. Yeah, but the culture is driven by the is. government too, like the culture you live in. I don't know. I, I think something that doesn't sit well with me. I was listening to a podcast with one like somebody who escaped North Korea and just the condition that they were living in and how much China had a big part in enabling that to happen. Really, maybe really I'm kind of dulled me. out of it because I've seen so much of it in here. In Korea maybe. Itself, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd have to be behind a government that I'm also okay with as well. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like five years gives you very like com- culturally immersive experience to that wide Jewish perspective. I mean, for me, the my favorite memories of Brazil are just friendships I made. I think so. If I could find that somewhere else, oh yeah, that's that, probably I, the biggest. I, if you could, yeah, if my yeah. children can find that somewhere else too, that I, mean, I would I would do that. If that's in yeah, the states, if in Brazil, somewhere else, that's where I'd go probably for the family. Yeah, in the end, it's all. I think it really comes down to the relationship you have in that area and. I think the reason why maybe my uh, memories of America is less appealing is because, I mean, no, the friends I had at that time were very nice as well and everything. But first it was before social media. So I had no way to con- connect, connect with them ever again. And I don't really feel the need to like look out, look, like, look into them too much now either. But yeah. I feel like, uh, I think I was, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. It was at an age where I couldn't make a deep connection as I could have in like high school. Yeah, like, like oh, elementary right, right. day. Yeah, I don't. I don't keep in touch with my elementary. But, right. Yeah, but exactly. You, but... you don't keep in touch with the elementary school. Yeah. Friends, but... So I think that's why right, yeah. I'm more. You know, I look more nicely upon Brazil because the relationships I made there were much more impacting in my life. Yeah, it does get hard sometimes to distinguish. Is it? Is it are the memories that I have of uh, that I that the fond memories I have of Brazil? Is it because it's Brazil or because of the relationships I had? Yeah, that's it's a little that's, blurry. That's a big thing for me too. Yeah, I mean, if I had those same relationships in the states, would I have felt as just as strong as favorably of the states or Korea? I'm thinking the answer to the question is yes, but then I also think would I have those experiences in the states or Korea, or Brazil? I'm like probably not. Like so many circumstances that are enabled to have that friendship was specific to. Brazil, like an international school, living in a walled residence where you're forced to only yeah, hang that out. That was so weird for me. Oh, that was weird. Oh, yeah. That was, that really was weird for me. Really when I went to the state and you guys didn't have that. There was like Dude, no was walls. Like, yeah, I was like, am I in jail? No, and even the building looks like shit. It's so, all so, like just yeah, concrete. For those, I'm like, for those who I don't thought know. it was in jail. I was like, what? am I going to jail? Because <laughs> right, there's like barbed wire sometimes. Yeah. yeah, for those who don't know, like there's very common where we lived in Sao Paulo, which is like the urban, like kind of a New York or Brazil to have a lot of apartment complexes and then a wall surrounding all those apartment complexes, like like 24 apartment complexes, and they've all been circulated by walls. That's, that was very common in Brazil, which is, I guess, very odd for people who live in the States, but that's what I grew up with. Mm. Yeah. But I think it that, was, yeah, it was like weird. stuff like, yeah, but I mean, stuff like that, like uh, makes us hang out a little bit more rather than go out, I think. Yeah, that's true. So there are a lot of circumstances there. And then I don't think a lot of those apartment complexes in the state had r- restaurants within like those condominiums. And first, like apparently condominium means something different in the States. First, I thought condominium meant that like this walled like complex and residential oh. area. That was not the case in the, in, in, in the States. It's condo can mean like a single apartment unit anyway. But, you know, it was very common for like apartment uh, complexes in Brazil to have like a common restaurant so we can all go there as well too. Mm. So I think there was just a lot of circumstances in Brazil that enabled 
these friendships to develop. And the fact that there are a lot of expats, um, people from like yeah. conglomerate companies have come and stay for a little bit too. I think uh, another thing that I kind of want, I actually met with another person who lived in Brazil, in, in Korea. Did you know this person before or? No, no, I met him really recently for the first time in my entire oh. life. And he went to Brazil to, well, apparently for soccer. Like he wants to, pr- to play soccer. Yeah, like he wanted to be like a pro player. And then for some reason, he went his to parents, His parents yeah. sent him there? And oh my God. Uh, no, rich. he just wasn't even there. He went alone with his brother. Did he pay for trip? Yeah, I'm sure he paid for like some sort of like housing program. Thing. But he went oh, to a wow. public school there, right? Oh. And his experience in Brazil, though, you know, the whole security thing and that thing may be the same, but his, you know, interpersonal relationships in a public school in Brazil was... Very different? or Very different. And he yeah. probably had... He did not have a good experience. He did not have a good experience for sure. Uh, I mean, it may also have to do with, with the fact that he went when he was already like 14 and he was already like, you know, like his brother who. Yeah, your cultural identity is yeah, kind of more established. Was able to like adapt better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in general, like he talked about Brazil in a very different light. And honestly, I think I, public schools in Brazil probably don't have a lot of Asians. Like, it, yeah. Like, people that came directly from Asia in it. And I think what really helped my experience was having, because I grew up in a Korean household. So my cultural values, there was a lot of Korean-ness in it. So I think having a Korean community that was going through something similar to me really did help as well. You know, it's a weird thing. Like in my school in, in, the, in the States, I went to public school, but obviously there were Asians. But I think, especially in middle school, I only, I literally only remember one Japanese kid and then one other one of my first went there yeah in the states and one other korean kid and he was fully korean american so i was like i really felt like me and that one japanese kid was like the only asians in the country in the in the the school and that's i think that maybe we both really sucked at english too and i think that's why me and him became really good friends as well actually there's two japanese kids wow interesting and then later on some yeah two more korean kids came in surprisingly there wasn't any chinese kids maybe i don't remember but then i don't maybe it was just more in the bay area like san francisco that area kind of interesting but you live in san diego huh? yeah there was and i'm not even sure what i could yeah i'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah but so being, yeah i think our experience in brazil is not very representative of anyone else's i think we were very in a close i mean it's society. probably representative of our each of our friends uh but i i, I yeah I, I feel like each race might have had a different experience in brazil yeah, that's true. like the koreans might have had a different experience uh, with brazil uh the american sure, americans had white guys yeah. that were in our school they might they probably have a different experience i wonder how like brazil you know other you know south american country people like how their experience was like people from like uruguay or like argentina probably very different like the like if you remember our school experience people who came from those different countries and spoke that language very fluently they they hung out with each other oh yeah no that, that's, like, like a, that's like i think that's like a part of the international school experience yeah, you, you click with your own. The, the clicks, the clicks are formed along racial lines. And yeah, it's lines. really, it's really weird. That, that's yeah. actually pretty interesting. But because, but because those, those, uh, those groups, and you know, we didn't always, we had friends that were not Koreans as well too. But you know, generally, a lot of the 
friendships and a lot of friends we have were generally like of a similar ethnic background. But I, I think because I forgot my point, I was I think I was gonna say something like if because you cling together in different ethnic lines and different groups, you do have a, an experience that you associate with that particular ethnic group within Brazil. And everybody has a different experience because you know what was like the weirdest thing I remember? I remember this American kid uh, asked me, why do you like Asians like hang out with each other so much? And I was like, dude, why you 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 your four friends that you hang out with are Americans too. And then I was like, whoa. I was like, yeah. I, I think back on it's probably because we stand out more. But uh, yeah. But, yeah. But I, I, I thought that was a really weird question to ask. I was like, what the fuck? You do that too, man. And they all, you know, we have all these different ethnic lines too. But if we're, because it's kind of drawn to ethnic lines, I feel like we were drawn probably also because we had a similar household cultural values and we yeah, all shared those. Right. Yeah. And, and when you combine different household cultural values within the same country, it's going to create a different experience for each of those, those groups, like Mexican or South American culture in Brazil is going to be different from Korean cultural values living in Brazil. It just creates a completely different set of experience too. Yeah. Yeah. All, all in all, I think it's, I think it was nice, Brazil. Yeah. I lived there again. Yeah. I mean, I have some okay Maybe memories. not at this age, but, uh, but <laughs> I spent my teens there again. Yeah. You're, I do yeah. want to visit there again, though, for sure. Before, really? I, what would you want to do older. there? What would you want to do know. there? I just maybe did you just... ever go to Carnaval? I never went to Carnaval. You just hear about this festival where people are like near naked. Dude, in sixteen years, I've never been. Yeah, I've I mean, our school either. would like commemorate it, and we would either play the I mean, games. I've seen it Carnival, on TV, like rolling a blade. Oh, you've seen it? On t- I didn't even see it on I've, TV. I've heard, I've heard so many people like talk about. Oh, it's so dangerous. Carnaval, like, huh? I didn't hear that. I just I just heard more like, well, I guess I heard a little bit of that. But honestly, I hear that for every Brazilian kind of trip or whatnot or experience that you might do. But yeah, I was just more like, oh, it's very fun. People get wild in Carnaval. And you would just see these women in like very scant dressing with very large ornaments, um, just dancing. And then there'd be drums as well. That's kind of what the image I have of Carnaval. Oh, well, you know, uh, one of the things, this is kind of unrelated, but it's kind of related to Carnival. Um, okay. One of the things that I remember, one of my teachers, uh, my geography teacher in middle school, I don't remember his name, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I obviously my family. Same school as me? No, no, in America. Oh, in America. Okay. Yeah. And obviously my family and or me or someone informed that I was leaving because I was leaving to Brazil and then he knew. Yeah. He was talking about like, oh, he's talked about Carnival and he's like, <laughs> there was a program in the states when I was there called Girls Gone Wild or something, and it was I don't remember like a show or it was like yeah it was a TV program, and then it was like <laughs> yeah, like bikinis and something sexual and you know promiscuous promiscuous kind of stuff. Yeah, and I remember him like going like he he was such a bro kind of teacher, you know? Yeah, bro type, and he was like make like, sure you go to Carnival, yeah. dude. Yeah, he was like make sure you go to Carnival, man. I hear Brazil is like 24 7, 30, 365 days a week. Aren't like girls gone wild? You got to experience that, kid. And I was like. Yeah, okay, <laughs> this is your, this is your middle school teacher telling you yeah. this <laughs> but don't do it in the states but you can do it in brazil yeah i was like yeah okay 
and you never went. Would you? Yeah. So what would you want to do when you come back to Brazil for the food for sure? Bon for sure. Yeah. yeah, I forgot I think... to explain what bon de queijo is. Bon de queijo is a type of bread that's mixed with cheese, and it's crunchy on the outside. And then when you open it, it's like this cheese kind of like spreads. It's like a doughy. Is that Brazilian? Cheese. I'm not sure. Bon de queijo is Brazilian. Oh really? I feel like. So maybe you're other, wrong. I say that so yeah, confidently maybe some, because I only, only had in Brazil. Maybe some European, I feel like. Maybe something that came from like Europe, Europe or something. Oh, no. I'm going to check this right now. That's, that's yeah. crucial. Bonjour queijo is so, so, so. But it, yeah, it is something I do. Like, every Brazilian steakhouse I go to. And, yeah. you know, a lot of Brazilian steakhouses I go to in the States, they serve bonjour queijo. And I it is something that different. screams Brazil. That's Or sure. Brazilian cheese bread. Yeah, bonjour queijo is Brazilian oh, okay. cheese bread. I can see why you say that, though. It's such a simple concept. Just mix yeah. cheese and bread and get bon queijo. you know another <laughs> this probably isn't brazilian i feel like it's probably french or something but uh there's right. a dessert called petit coteau or something oh you right. they serve that so much in and i love that so much too <laughs> i've been, brazilian. I've been <laughs> trying to find something like that in korea and it never comes out to what i wanted is it, to be. What, what is it petit coteau is just basically hot bread like hot brownie it's like and then, brownie with and like chocolate ice cream cream and with vanilla ice cream vanilla ice cream yeah. You can just make that, you know, just concept, get brownie right? and just get a you know ice cream. So you I, that was actually my favorite dessert. Really? Yeah. What about the the lychee thing? Uh, like the really oh, soft like pudding, I didn't, like, like lychee. You like that? And that was that. I, was I don't. I don't comment. like pudding in general to begin with. What about um the banana? Uh, the really really soft banana, ban, ban, banana milanesa. I think that's what it was called. It goes actually, like this melted banana. Do you remember that one? I, I like the fried ones better. Yeah. Oh wait. I think there was a fried one. But I don't yeah, remember. there is a fried banana, and that yeah. was that was also, that was also a shock for me. I was like, "Why would the fuck would you fry a banana?" But then it, it was, was good. good. I was so like, soft. "Why is this good?" <laughs> yes. Oh, the food. We should have talked more about the food. But yeah, no, I, I really like. So uh, my concept of pizza also changed when I was there. I realized oh. how limiting Americans were in their perception of pizza, and I was the pizza is drier for sure in Brazil too. Oh, it's definitely drier. It's thin. Yeah. It's smaller. It's uh, it's it's thinner. It's like it's more of the Italian style of pizza, and then it's much more yes. diverse too. Oh, uh, like different kinds of pizza. Yeah, the Portuguese pizza, man. The Americans need to pick up Portuguese pizza. Do you remember the Portuguese pizza? <sighs> no, it was if, like if I think back on it, the American pizzas are so primitive <laughs> in a way. It's so like uh, confined, and it's, it's really thing. I feel like. I don't know, and especially I, the I, toppings that you go on top. Like. I feel like it's just different. Well, I mean, I guess you don't generally, in, yeah, American pizzas don't generally serve egg on it, and then, yeah. but they do have onions. I mean, there right? were fucking anchovies on pizza in Brazil. I hated that personally, but oh yes, yes, it was diverse that way. What was your favorite pizza? That was in chocolate pizza, for God's sake. That yeah, was also but really weird. Honestly, though, Koreans, Koreans do pizza pretty creatively, too. Like, in the crust, they put, like, sweet potato fillings sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think cultures can get, just generally, you can get creative. And Americans have their own creative brand of pizza, I guess. But it's, it's just different. Like, you don't see Korean pizza in Brazil. You don't see that yeah potato sweet potato filling no what i you know what i thought about was oh, yeah, like, chocolate was nice if i if i got like, let's say a food was imported yeah like korea it's not korean pizza it's definitely not you know originally korean i think i mean the best way to put it would, would be like you could think outside the box to do what the fuck with this pizza and they could just try whatever they want with it yes but then once it's a food from your respective culture there's still a outline of what this food is supposed to be. 
and then you're kind of confined to it. And that's uh-huh. what I thought. That's what I thought was the reason why American pizza was so simple all the time. But I thought of it, I'm like, pizza's not even American. That's <laughs> Italian. And I'm like, why are they so confined to this one? You know, but cheese, you, tomato, pepperoni. Pepperoni, process. yeah, yeah. Those are the most common ones. Yeah, that was like a weird. That was no, but also maybe you just didn't try as many pizza places. There's a lot of different kinds of pizza here in the States, which oh, yeah, I yeah, started yeah, to appreciate. But maybe, yeah, because you probably ordered from like Domino's and Pizza Hut. Oh, I went that. to my uh, I went to my neighborhood one local I, pizza. I yeah, I'm pretty, yeah but different stores offer different kinds of pizza as well. And then you know, there's like a brand of like New York pizza. I don't know if you've ever had like a some some pizza that markets themselves as being like New York pizza. That tastes different as well. And the Chicago also has like a brand of pizza, like deep dish pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think it's pretty diverse. You might just not have had time to experience all of it. Remember what the the pizza that we had in Detroit? That was pretty good. Oh yeah, it yeah, felt different. Yeah. yeah, it tasted a little different. It had that uh, sweet and sweet and salty taste to it. Hmm. I don't know what that was. Not my experience. I remember the crust being good though. I remember tasting that saucy from like, oh, this tastes so familiar. Sweet and salty. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know what pizza you're talking about. Yeah. Well, we definitely ate the same pizza. So. Yeah, I don't remember. The, yeah, it was probably, I thought it was a pretty generic kind of pizza, but it was made a little different. It just felt, it, it was it was a nice pizza. Anyway, what, what pizza is your favorite from Brazil? Uh, I actually, surprisingly, really like the chocolate pizza. The chocolate pizza, that was pretty good. But I actually really liked it. It was just chocolate and some of the sprinkles of the chocolate, right? That's all it was. Yeah, right? yeah. and then there was that banana pizza too. Like, yes, like, yeah, yeah. Like whatever they think of, they put it on pizza and make it. I was like, wow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Then they had this whole you day didn't... where they just food like served pizza, and then they, there were like so many weird pizza. Yeah, but yeah. Portuguesa was nice. Um, yeah, Portuguesa. I'm surprised you didn't mention that Portuguesa pizza. The classic margarita is nice as well. Um, well, yeah, but you see margaritas everywhere. Yeah. Portuguesa, for those who don't know, is a pizza. It's a, it has cheese on it, but also I mean, there's a version without cheese, but there will be ham in it, like sliced thin, not thinly. But yeah, it's really diced, thin diced, ham. diced, diced, really yeah. thinly diced ham with onions and eggs. And what else am I missing? Is that pretty much it? I think so. Yeah, like cooked I eggs. Mean, that's, I mean, obviously, there's like tomato sauce on it. Like. Was there? Probably. Oh, let me actually look up the ingredients. Portuguese pizza, I really, I really like. Portuguese pizza. Uh, pizza Portuguesa. Oh, it is a Brazilian specific pizza. Oh, it but is. Like, but then why don't the mayor, you know what? Maybe I should open up a pizza shop in the States. Yeah, in bring in all the menus from Brazil. Yeah, like, why is this not a common dish? But I feel like Americans, like, again, like, Maybe I have a really bad perception of America. <laughs> Sounds like, but it. I feel like they're not accepting of these either. Like, fucking, they do. They go ape shit for like fucking pineapple on pizza. They're gonna go ape shit if you put, a, if you <laughs> put right. an anchovy on a Did pizza. Did you go ape shit on pizza? American, they're gonna fucking beat you up or something. Yeah, we don't have that debate in Brazil. Like, yeah, in Brazil, pineapple. it's a fucking like flatbread. Let's put something on Dude, it. Boom, that was pizza. that is that is such a prime example of confining yourself and like creativity. Yeah, American really creative rigidity in pizza. And for a, for a country that really you know you know touts creativity as like all com- encompassing nothing yeah. out of culture, everything is a like they combine them. Yeah, don't so put much borders sometimes. on pizza like that. Yeah, I was like yeah, it's those it's those little things. I'm just like oh, that's salt. You're right. I, you know, yeah, people it? get really like what, yeah, people get really worked up about pineapple. Hypocritical. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of. Con- I don't know if hypocritical, just con- definitely contradiction though. Yeah. 
you're right. That is a dude. These are astute observations. Yeah, why? And I think it's the biggest so beef up? I have it. I think the biggest beef I have it is because America, so much they put so much emphasis on their like acceptance or creativity and stuff. Like that. <laughs> no, no other country does that. No other country goes like, oh, we're the most creative country in the world. We're the most melting pot of the world. We're the but most then, innovative. And, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then America puts that out as like their you know marketing motto. But then you'd see all things like pizza of it. just destroy yeah, pizza that just just topples exactly. that institution it's not a big deal but it's those little <laughs> things these little things in any other country i'd be just like meh but it's because america just like yeah it's so, so, that so much that it comes that. out it becomes more like why are they doing that kind of thing for me yeah they sure there's surely there is a contradiction here and there um yeah i mean even racism was one of the things too right like you know, so so discouraging and so decrying of, of racism and you're trying to fix that. But we go to Brazil and you, you see less of that rhetoric and it interpersonally at least it feels less yeah, racist yeah. too. It's interesting. It's but yeah, it's I, weird. I, the feeling of race, the, the whole racism thing in America and other countries is this feels like a different topic almost like a different right, like discussing yeah, in the states is different it's, from it's discussing weird, in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that just makes it very specific to the country's history too. It mm-hmm. is yeah, like Brazil. Honestly, they didn't really have a better experience with slavery and racism and that stuff than America. Did Actually, they? I don't know. I'm well, not sure. No, no, no. Well, I mean, Brazil. I feel like what did slavery? As slavery, I think of Brazil might be as close as you could get to Brazil to like, American history, like, like yeah, American history in, in that aspect right. to like any other country in the world. Oh, that may be a stretch because I don't know too. I don't. I'm not too well informed of brazilian history yeah i mean brazilian went through yeah there was you know, there's definitely a lot of race uh not racism but slavery in brazil as well too and quite a large yeah. history with it too and we, and we went through that emancipation process as well abolishing slavery um plantations as well in brazil and, but I, maybe I, we're not historians but yeah maybe, yeah maybe and then I, I feel like i'm not in another thing that it, like, I, I feel like I shouldn't even be talking about this sometimes, you know, I'm like, who am I to talk about this issue when I'm not maybe directly related to the topic now, you know, so it's weird. Yeah, it's weird but topic. I, Top, talking about racism with the quote unquote American is, is very weird for me. Yeah, because we, yeah, you probably experienced it outside of the country, so it's different. And then. Yeah. It, yeah, I just feel like racism manifests itself in the experience of it. It's different depending on the culture and its history and whatnot, too. But yeah, but there are parallels between Brazilian history and American history. I just wonder what that, you know, once, uh, what, what, between when slavery happened as well, too. Um, and there are a lot of Asian immigrants in Brazil, right? Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of Japanese, people. right? There's also a lot of Asian immigrants in the States too. But I was just, I'm not, this was, I guess this is where my, you know, I'm not really interested in history usually, but now I'm getting interested in history. But I wonder what happened in the events to bring about the culture that we see now, despite some of the parallel elements we see in the origins and history of immigrants and uh, different races in Brazil and the States. Maybe I should explore that. I wonder if somebody did that comparative historical analysis. But you're right. There are a lot of parallel elements, I think. There too. are a lot of parallel. Like, I'm yeah, not even, Brazil I don't even know Brazilian history that well, but I could, I could already pick up on that part. Oh, yeah. I'm sure as someone who is much more, uh, you know, well-educated on this section. Yeah, they could probably speak about it Way more. better analysis on this. Or I'm sure there's probably papers on it. 
somewhere. I'll pause. I think I might look that up and research that. It's very interesting. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. But it's very odd. Hmm. Anyway, I just looked at Portuguese pizza and uh, I was right. Tart, yeah. yeah I, I was missing the olives. Apparently, olives can go on Portuguese pizza. There's no tomato sauce? There's no tomato sauce. It's oh, it's a spread pizza sauce onto oh, crust. Yeah, right, I guess. Yeah, sauce. you're right. There is tomato sauce. Yeah, I remember you're right. There's there's tomato sauce or whatever. Yeah, it would be sauce. way too dry without that. There were some dry pizzas in Brazil. There were some dry pizzas. Oh man, I want that gooey, gooey banana pizza now. A gooey banana that, pizza with yeah, the chocolate. No, no, no. They were separate pizzas, weren't they? Oh, the sometimes one... they would top it with bananas. I think I'm telling you, those states was the states can get pretty creative with pizza. I'm, too. I'm telling you, it was like an absolute <laughs> shock for me when I saw these pizzas. I was like, <gasps> and and you use fork and knife in Brazil for pizzas. Oh, yeah. And then when, when you do that in the states, people look at you weird. People think that's very odd. Such primitive beings. No, I like I like cutting my pizza. I just you just get your hands less dirty. No, I'm saying America's very primitive. You think their hands? Oh yeah, exactly. Yo, yeah, I'm, I'm I am supporting that statement. I am yeah. backing you there. Uh, yeah, that's that that itself is a contradiction too. Because people sometimes people would ask like, oh, what was it like living in Brazil? I, I I remember stories of people telling me that sometimes sometimes people ask, do you live in trees or whatnot? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is a less developed country in terms of like economic standards and than than, than the states. So many contradictions in some of the concepts you're saying. Yeah, Brazil is a very interesting country, honestly. Oh yeah, you could say that about the states too. But as we state, as, okay, we've, thing, as we already explored. Yeah, no, but the thing is with the states, it's they express it a lot. Like they go, oh, there's that Americanism thing, you know, the whole like we're special we're the best kind of thing but then I don't, that's so unique to america but then and so you, you have this perception that america is unique and then it's, it's i wonder if it also has something to do with how individualistic the culture is like you would think america i think generally it's it's, it's understood that americans have a more individualistic culture than a more communal culture than like asian countries some asian countries so i don't know if that has something to do with the the tooting of like you know we're the we're the best country of achievement. What Maybe that's the Asian like that. Yeah. Like that whole like American state centrism that really doesn't sit well with me nowadays. I'm like, really? God, there's no cocky, you know. <laughs> maybe that's like the you know. Maybe I'm maybe I've you know been in Asia too long. We call it confidence here in the states, okay? I call it arrogance. <laughs> there's probably a little bit of arrogance. I mean. Wait, what's no? You would you call American an imperialist country? And back in this, I guess they're yeah. I think I mean, they have a, they had a lot of yeah. I mean, you would invade different countries too, but I mean, to be an imperialist almost implies you were cocky, right? You think your country deserve, yeah. has the right to conquer other countries, and I mean, American America imperialism went, was definitely different than you know the like majority the of European other imperialism. Countries. Yeah, um, and in, in Korea, the perception of imperialism is different because our imperialists you know, enemy was. Yeah, I don't know if you. The case. Yeah, I don't know if you call with, even with the. Yeah, yeah, I don't. American I guess we, imperialism isn't really imperialism you, in like the yeah. You might not sense, like the pure sense. sense. Like you might not call yeah. what like American. I don't know if you call it colonialism or just like. I mean, but if you think about it, you know, if what they did to the Philippines, I mean, that's pretty much straight up imperialism. 
Almost. Yeah, but we don't call it imperialism, but something else. But yeah, there's like a, a similar element to imperialism that like if you go to another country and say our culture is the best and try to push to your culture or oh, yeah, or that's the thing. I see that most with other Americans. countries. No, like, but know. that's because that's because I think that's because it's we're in the time right now too. But before John, uh, like it was other European countries that did that, like the British, sure, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. So maybe if we were in, living in those in those times, we might feel that way too. But maybe it's just now, like. But yeah, I, I guess we don't call it imperialism. I don't know what we call it, but whatever is happening right now, where you know there's ideas being spread around and saying like this is how it should be, and you go to invade another country and say you gotta adopt this and this. That's that. The, the the similarity with imperialism would just be like you going feeling like you have would have the right to go to a different country and say this is how yeah. you should do things but i mean you I mean then you, you talk about that stuff and you're like the united nations does that a little bit right as a committee they go like you know this is what the country should do as well but i guess it's different stairs like they're doing it as a committee and not as like a single country weird time we live in man weird time well united nations existed way before so no, no i mean in general i'm thinking like from the 19 19- 40s and onwards I feel, that, I feel that as one era of time so far yeah did you read this book called sapiens have you heard of it yeah oh you read it i didn't read that one i read the other one what was it the homo 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 sapiens wasn't there like three books similar to it by the same author really maybe i don't know but his most famous one is probably sapiens a brief yeah, history sapiens of humankind one. Yeah, yeah i did i there so many people recommended it for to me but then for some reason when people recommend i think you'd me, like it you, you I sometimes like, oh. don't i sometimes don't read it just out of spite no dude some of your astute observations i feel like i'm sure he makes uh, not to be critiquing of you but like i'm sure i'm sure his astute observations are maybe deeper than yours but i feel oh, like obviously but I some think, but dude, some if he's of gonna write no, a book some better your, be deeper than me no but dude your astute observations are sometimes i feel like are book worthy but I guess you just have to have a more a larger collection of them to make a whole book out of it. But yeah, I feel like I giving... told you I'm shallow and wide, not you know deep. That's my motto. In shallow life. and wide. I see. Yeah. Your your, your needles prick sharp, but not deeply. But they're my, sharp. My my ocean is going to be very shallow. You can't even scuba dive in that shit. That's yes, how but, I but, things. but your your I feel like your observations can be very sharp and astute. Anyway, because because of the nature and the kind of observations you make, I feel like you would really resonate with what he's saying. Um, maybe um, I should read it. You're probably like the 30th person to recommend that <laughs> book to me. But anyway, one of his points was like uh us as hunter-gatherers before we even had farming was probably mm-hmm. when we were much happier too. And oh yeah, and that, that yeah, I've heard that before. I've yeah, definitely heard that book before too. So yeah, so yes, indeed, uh, the times are different. Maybe we had happier times. And some of our happy times, to go tie it all back, were in Brazil as well. What a great way to bring things around, Mr. HD, high definition. Thank you. I feel like we should have talked more about food and what we'd have done in Brazil, but uh, I think we, we should. We could have a different, whole different section for food. I mean, you've been to a bunch of different countries as well, so I think food in itself could merit our own episode. I think... That's true. But I feel like if we talk about food, we should make it more visual. Like I should like start you should showing start cooking different food. Then... No, well, no, just go to a website. I should probably like go to websites and show what kind of what foods look like. And that should probably uh-huh. be part of the, the podcast too. Maybe I should, maybe I can do that. You probably do that. I can probably share my screen here and there. Um, yeah, maybe we can do that at a different time. But I think there's so much more still to talk about Brazil. Like, we only talked about what we would do if we went back there. But I mean, I would love, love to also. I've never been to the Amazon in Brazil. I don't know if you have, but 
that's like something I would love to do in Brazil. But honestly, now I'm too old. I don't want to die. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like when you're younger, you're a little bit more reckless and you're you're just oh, less, that's you're more dismissive true. of like dangers and risks. But now I'm a little bit more aware. I don't know if that makes me more scared, but it makes me more hesitant at least. But I, I would have like Brazil would have been nice. I, I'm always so hesitant to talk about I'm sorry, Amazon would have been nice. You're hesitant to what? You're hesitant like to talk other, about countries. Other, other cultures and countries. Because I feel like I could never encompass like you know and i I obviously they won't even expect someone like me to represent everything but it's because i feel like my experience my experiences are always so limited to myself that you can do the culture full representation yeah that i just might do more harm (laughs) good for that culture and i you know honestly i think we should just accept the fact that whatever we say about the culture by default we should assume is a misrepresentation of the culture yeah. because we don't have the complete picture and it's all based on our personal experience yeah so whatever we said about brazil please uh, note that that's just based on our personal experience and it's definitely probably not a full and accurate representation of it but nonetheless i think it's still something valuable to share uh cool all right why don't we wrap this up dude yay Thanks for thanks for joining me on this podcast. This I think we spent about like almost two hours. This. I I like talking about Brazil. You do? Wow, I didn't know this. There, there, there's yeah, definitely like, a lot of things like, I learned about you. It was a good uh, portion of my youth that I very it was much only enjoyed. oh very much enjoyed. It was only five years for you, so I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't well, that five long years for you. in your teens is a big, it's huge, right? Yeah, it's a huge time, man. You're right, you're right. If you think about your formative years, you probably have like, like five years in elementary school is like nothing compared to five years during like middle and high school, I feel like. You're right. I think you're right. Because I think yeah. at that stage in life, you're probably more, you know, affected by your family rather than where you live and stuff. When you when you mean you mean you when you're younger? Yeah. Right, right. You don't so, explore the world as much when yeah. you're younger, I guess. You stay with the safe. You're very safe confined to your family. Yeah. You're right. I think that's when you like in, the, in your teens is when you first start, you know, experiencing outside your family world, and see that yeah, you being part of it. And you're so much more, and you get because you're exposed to so many ideas, mm. like how impressionable you you are, really starts forming your identity. Your that's why I think Brazil resonated with me very well. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe, yeah, the relative time you spent in Brazil might really explain why it was so, you felt it was that significant and positive compared to me, because that's kind of yeah. all I knew from two all the way to like, like 18. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you, I, learned, I learned quite a few things too. I think a lot of great things, a lot of wise things you said as well, too. That Hawaiian pizza thing, man, that comment, wow. What a, yeah, what, a, I, I never what, a, what an insight about uh, <laughs> how Americans critique food and I know, why they get so a, worked up I, about I, it. I know it's such an insignificant thing, but yeah, I just, dude, for a country you, that played itself dude, off. Dude, like we, we talk know. about it at work too. It's such a prevalent topic. And I'm like, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal, but then like, you buy pizza's into it. pizza, god damn it. <laughs> Your pizza's yeah. food. If it's good, it's good. You enjoy yeah. it. There's no, there's no tradition you shouldn't bring in traditional boundaries to saying this is how it should be when every culture does it or americans to talk about pizza culture man. yeah it's not even theirs like pizza was born in a different country for a country that really likes their you know 
Yes, creativity, freedom. Creativity. It's, it's, it's a very interesting country. That's why I like talking about America too. I mean, there's I a mean, lot I, of I may come off. I may come off as like not really liking it too much, but it's really fun. It's a really interesting country. That's for sure. I'm like, wow, it's so. Yeah. I mean, our politics are contradictions themselves. I mean, politics too. in many countries, I think it feels like. Oh, like yeah. Contradiction. I you, yeah, I guess you're right. That's yeah. very American. Oh, I hear you, doggy. Yeah, should probably go. Dog probably misses me. All right, dude. We'll do, we'll do something else, maybe. Maybe we'll continue this topic again sometime. Okay. But uh, great conversation. I'll talk to you later. Have All fun. Right. Stay safe. High definition. You too. Stay safe. <laughs> Have a nice week. All right. Let me put, stop the recording. Bye.